You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Investors, flippers, landlords, and real estate developers, listen up. The opportunity of a lifetime, the one you've been waiting for, is here. You have the chance to make a lot of money and pay zero capital gains tax on it if you invest in and improve certain select neighborhoods in the U.S. And there are nearly 8,000 of these zones, plus all of Puerto Rico. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Last December, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passed with the promise of creating more jobs. Critics claimed it only benefited the wealthy, and many have accused corporations of just buying back their own stock with the tax savings instead of creating those jobs. But hidden deep within the tax reform lies Section 1400Z2, a tax incentive that is a game changer, not only for investors, but also for lower-income communities that will benefit and will create more jobs for sure. I am referring to the Qualified Opportunity Zone Tax Incentive that was created as an incentive to direct capital, and there's lots of it out there, to certain designated areas in the U.S. that are considered economically distressed. That's the theory, but in reality, many of these Opportunity Zones are not that distressed. In fact, many of them are areas where we're already investing in. These are areas that are already in the path of progress and could really use investor dollars to bring them up. Now, I'm not a CPA, so I'm not supposed to talk about taxes, and I am certainly not supposed to be advising anyone, which is why I've invited a real CPA to The Real Well Show to tell us what's going on and how we can benefit. Ryan Shellhouse is with us again from Indigo Spire to explain how this works. He'll also be at our upcoming live event on November 10th in San Mateo and November 11th in LA. So definitely check that out. It is going to sell out. Plus, we'll be announcing some really new, exciting things that Real Wealth Network will be doing in these different opportunity zones. So again, you can go to realwealthnetwork.com, click on the learn button, and you'll find out all about our upcoming live event. It's free, by the way, but it will sell out. So sign up right away. But in the meantime, here's a little sneak peek at what you'll be learning. Ryan, welcome back to The Real Wealth Show. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited about this opportunity in the Opportunity Zones. It's a new concept, although it's really been around now for a while, but it's really starting to get traction. And yet, there's so much to learn and understand. So if you will, let's just go back to basics. And what is this QOZ? Yeah, so the idea here, Kathy, was that Congress wanted to incentivize people to take gains that they were creating, maybe it's stock gains, the sale of property, and reinvest those gains into communities all across the nation that could use some private investment. Uh, I think the Office of Budget and Management figured that there's something like several trillion dollars of unrealized capital gains held by Americans all across the country. And so they said, hey, this is the perfect time with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act to enact some legislation to give people a reason to recognize some of those gains and to take those gains and reinvest it privately into communities all across the country that need some of this private investment. So we get tax benefits. I think we're going to talk about those in a minute. But there's tax benefits right now for people who have gains that want to invest in these opportunity zones. And then 10 years from now, there's 
even more tax benefits. So <laughs> yeah, this is what it's all about. Yeah, it really is incredible. And I'm so excited. Just when I thought I was going to slow down a little bit, and then this comes along, and now I just can't. <laughs> I can't let this pass by me. So it's my understanding that it was kind of in the works for a while, even before the Trump administration, during the Obama administration, this was being put together and then somehow slid in at the very last minute into the tax bill. Is that the way you understand it? Yeah, that is the way I understand it as well. They've We've always had certain geographies of the country that have gotten special treatment for one reason or another, whether it's after a natural disaster, you can make donations that benefit you know, victims of certain hurricanes, and we've made certain tax allowances for things like that. After Katrina, we had uh, some investment incentives as well. The go zone. Yeah, go zones, exactly. Mm -hmm. So this has been in the works for a while, and it's been championed by some very philanthropically minded people to uh, just create a reason for people that have these built-in capital gains to take those gains and invest them in places that they may not have otherwise thought to do and give them a tax reason to do it. So much capital has been going into already developed areas, downtowns. I mean, I think it was like 65 new high-rise luxury condos in Chicago and probably the same for New York and San Francisco. But those areas appear to be getting overbuilt. So this is a great opportunity, both for investors to get tax incentives, but also to bring in money into areas that really need it. When you improve an area, it's incredible the impact on the community it has with more jobs, you know, just a nicer place to live. I met with somebody in, in Las Vegas in an opportunity zone there who had done this in Austin, they went into a very rough neighborhood and they bought everything up and made it really nice with cutting edge architecture. And that brought in a lot of young people and families and jobs and transformed that part of Austin to where it's now it's one of the most attractive places to live. Right. Yeah. There's lots of examples out there of when private money can come in and make a difference. And that's what they're aiming for with this particular legislation. So what's in it for the investor? How does it work? It's not the simplest thing. <laughs> it's a little bit complicated. Yeah, it, it is a little complex. And there's a couple of requirements that you have to hit. And again, if you keep in mind that the whole idea behind this legislation is to incentivize private citizens to make a long-term commitment with their money in these types of communities, the rules kind of make a little bit of sense. But for investors, what the idea is, is any year in which you have capital gains. So you sell some stocks, sell your business, uh, sell some rental properties, recognize capital gains. What the law allows you to do is not have to pay tax on those gains in the year in which you had a sale if you take those gains and you invest them into an opportunity zone. Okay, So you don't have to pay tax in the year of the sale if you invest it into an opportunity zone. Now, what constitutes an investment in an opportunity zone is really important. Because people you know, sometimes think, hey, if you don't peel back the layers a little bit, you just think, all I have to do is just you know, dump a little bit of money in downtown Detroit or whatever, and, and this is all good. But what you actually have to do is either buy something that's brand new, a piece of property that's brand new, or buy something that's not brand new, and then basically double your investment. Meaning, if you buy a rundown piece of property for $50,000, you have to put essentially another $50,000 into that property within three years in order for this to quote unquote count as an opportunity zone investment. Wait, you just said something I haven't heard yet. You can buy something new? 
you can buy something brand new if, if its original use is with the uh, owner of the Qualified Opportunity Zone Fund. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that, that is new. I knew that you had to go in and improve. And in the latest legislation now, what's interesting is this passed last December, but the regulations haven't really come out. I mean, we got some more just uh, in October, but we're not really going to have the final regulations until January or February of next year, right? That's right. That's right. So th- this got snuck into the legislation that got passed late last December. And the first part of the legislation allowed the governors to go through their state and designate which parts of their state were going to be opportunity zones. And that kind of happened by about June. And then the IRS released an FAQ, just basically the 15 questions that nobody was really asking anyway, (laughs) but they Mm -hmm. released some information anyway. Uh, And then we got some proposed regulations that came out a couple of weeks ago. So what they'll do is they'll take general comments on the implementation of those proposed regulations, and then uh, publish something here at the beginning of the year, like you'd mentioned. Okay. But these are some of the things we do know. Now, the last, I believe in the October regulations, they said you could deduct the land value. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So in my very uh, easy example there, if you bought something that was kind of run down for $50,000, and the land is actually worth forty of that fifty thousand uh, dollars. The non-land value being ten thousand dollars, you'd have to double that ten thousand dollar investment, right? So that, that's an important distinction, and and that's something that wasn't clear until these regulations came out. So you have to double the non-land value investment of something that's pre-existing, or buy something new, or you know construct something. So I just want to go back for clarification on the buying something new. Do you have to buy it new from another Opportunity Zone fund, or can you just buy it new? The rules just say that the original use has to be with your Qualified Opportunity Zone fund. So if it's built for you or built and then you rent it out, and its very first use in its lifetime is uh, at that time, then it counts. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's fabulous. <laughs> All right. Oh, I learned something new every day from you, Ryan. This is cool stuff. I don't want to miss maybe two of the biggest parts of what's in it for the investors. Yes. Like I'd mentioned, you get to defer paying tax on your gains the year of the gain. If you hold your Opportunity Zone investment for five years, and then you sell your Opportunity Zone investment, you only have to pay tax on 90% of the original gain. If you hold it for seven years or more, you only have to pay tax on 85% of the original gain. And then if you hold it for 10 years or more, you only have to pay tax on 85% of the original gain. But the gain in the Opportunity Zone property is completely tax-free. So I think we'll see a lot of people holding these. And again, that's exactly the intent of the legislation, get people to make 10-year or more commitments to these communities by buying and holding the properties for over 10 years in order to then sell those later and recognize no tax on the gain of that opportunity zone property. It's unbelievable. So for the first time that I know of, um, there may be, this may have happened before, but it's the first time I've ever heard that you could sell, say you sell your Apple stock or, or something where you've made just an enormous amount of gain and you take that gain and invest it into a business or real estate in an opportunity zone you will have to pay your tax on that gain, but not until 2026. So you get to defer that. And if you hold it for the 10 years, you get that 15% discount. So if you 
made a million bucks, you would only pay tax on $850,000 of that gain. But if you invested that million dollars in the opportunity zone and were very strategic to where you doubled your value and made another million dollars, you would walk away with that tax-free, right? That's right. It's kind of like a traditional IRA plus a Roth IRA in that we defer tax or quote-unquote get a deduction. You defer the recognition of gain for a period of time, and then you walk out of the investment. You can walk out of the investment tax-free. Yeah, it's amazing. So there's all kinds of strategies. And of course, I'm looking at all of them, and I've been talking to you a lot about how to do it. It seems like for a lot of people, the strategy would be to invest in an area that's really going to see growth and appreciation forced appreciation where a lot of investors come in and improve that area and increase values so that in 10 years when you sell, you get an enormous amount of gain versus cash flow, right? Because if it's a cash flowing property that never really increases in value, you may not get as many of these great benefits. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, Kathy. If you over 10 years are reaping rents from your Opportunity zone investment, those rents are going to be taxed just like rents from outside an opportunity zone. The benefit at 10 years is going to be being able to then sell that property and not recognize any gain on the sale of that property. So you're exactly right. If you've taken out a lot of the value, a lot of the value perhaps from a particular investment, maybe cash flow, that's not going to have the same tax benefits as a property where 10 years from now it's you know, grown a lot in its own value so that when you sell it, you can recognize gain that you don't have to pay tax on. You know, it's really my favorite kind of investing. This is my my thing. That's why I'm so excited about it because there's so many benefits. One is uh, you have this amazing opportunity to sell property or stock at the top, at the top of the market where you've made so much money and then invest in areas that are just beginning their boom. So it's, it's like selling high, buying low, which is what I love. And even though we're at the peak of this cycle, it's only a peak in certain markets. Other markets, even in those same markets, have a long way to go. They're just beginning. For example, um, the south side of Chicago, that's an opportunity zone. This is an area we're already investing in at Real Wealth Network because it's so close to all the action in Chicago. And yet, you know, there's still cash flow and so many investors going in there that we think we're going to see some um, increase in values if you buy in the right areas that are really close to the path of progress. You don't want to be too far out in the middle of nowhere or where it's going to take longer than 10 years to improve. But if you're just a few streets away from where the action is, that's the key, right? I think so. And, And it's important to remember that every state has opportunity zones. And the governor had, within some parameters, a lot of discretion in where they nominated zones to be. So, I mean, it sounds crazy, right? But there are places in the Bay Area, Mm -hmm. in North San Jose, that are opportunity zones. And so there's lots, I think, especially as these rules come out and investors familiarize themselves with it, I think there's going to be a lot of diamonds in the rough, low-hanging fruit, so to speak, that there's going to be some great opportunities at the outset here to do just as you're saying, Kathy, find places that are across the street from the path of progress but are inside an opportunity zone. And some investors are going to gobble those up and it's going to be great 10 years from now. And that's why we are on it because we know there's going to be a lot of money going in. I am not 
going to be telling the areas that we're we're looking at here on the show. Sure. I, I know we have a lot of hedge funds listening. Uh, so, but if you are a member of Real Wealth Network, and the first step is to join, uh, because then you'll get on our newsletter list and you'll start to hear about some of the things we're doing. But then the next step is if you fill out the form when you join, then we can unlock more of our website to show you some of our private placements. And that's where I'll be revealing these areas that we're in that are just not really that distressed. I mean, some are, but there was some politics, man, because there are some areas that are not that distressed, <laughs> like at all. Yeah, exactly, Kathy. I think if there was full transparency, I think you'd honestly see some of the earliest investors are politicians. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, there's LA, parts of Vegas. I mean, that, that makes sense, but they're everywhere. So we're just really thrilled. And listen, if you are an experienced developer, and I mean 20 years at least experienced developing, or uh, whatever you're doing, we want to know you. <laughs> because I know that we're going to be having a lot of interest and we need to have our teams in place ready to go building some really cool stuff. Can't wait. So exciting. So I have a question. Now there's rules, lots and lots of rules. And let's walk through them. Actually, we'll only have a couple of minutes. So we might have to walk through these rules on another podcast. But just to go through the basics, once you sell the asset, you have 180 days, right? Yeah, you got it right. Yep, that's right. Okay. You have 180 days from the time you sell for a capital gain, whatever asset you're selling, a piece of property, stocks, your business, a dental practice, whatever it is, cryptocurrency, although I think most of those are selling at losses now. (laughs) But you have 180 days to take the gains from those sales and invest into what's called a qualified opportunity zone fund. Okay. And that could be something that's managed by others, or it could be something that you create yourself and self-manage. Once the money is in this qualified opportunity zone fund, that money has to be put to work. And there's testing days to make sure that 90% of the assets of that qualified opportunity zone fund are invested appropriately. If you've got working capital, there's documentation requirements, there's elections that need to be made. So there are lots and lots of rules and we're learning what those rules are as we go and as the treasury develops them. Okay, so when you sell, you have 180 days to find that opportunity zone fund that you're investing in or create your own. But what if you sold this year? Can you still wait 180 days or does it have to be the same year? You can still wait 180 days and you can defer the gain. So if you are selling something right now uh, on Halloween of 2018, (laughs) you would basically have until the end of April to make that investment into a qualified opportunity zone fund. Okay. And at that point, if you haven't made it by April 15th, the tax person suggests you just extend your return or you can amend it later to defer the gain that you recognized on Halloween. You reinvested into a qualified opportunity zone fund after April 15th. And if you already sold that property this year and you were planning on doing a 1031 and maybe you already have your funds in with a 1031 exchange company, how would that work? Yeah. Just like if your 1031 fell through, you would be recognizing gain on the original sale of the property you're giving up. If those funds are reinvested within 180 days, the gain from the sale of the property is reinvested within 180 days, then your 1031, although it busted, is not going to cause you a tax headache in 2018. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so much more to talk about, but we're out of time. So Ryan, I'm going to have you back if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, no, happy to. There's a lot going on here. It's kind of like a 1031 plus an IRA plus, you know, a go zone in some respects. So uh, yeah, there's lots going on here. It's so exciting. And we actually have two webinars, one we recorded with you and one with another CPA that's on our website. So if you just go to realwealthnetwork.com, click on learn, and you'll see the archived webinars. You did a full hour there explaining things. This is one of those things where you have to watch a few times and you know, like there's a lot to learn. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So people can go do that. Go to realwealthnetwork.com, click on the learn tab. You might have to join to unlock that. I'm not sure, but it's just easy, free. And then you'll see those archived webinars. And while you're there, definitely consider joining us on November 10th in San Mateo from 12 to 3 and November 11th in LA from 2 to 5. Uh, we're not going to be able to do San Diego this time. So sorry about that. Hopefully y'all can either make it fly into San Francisco or LA. Both events are right by the airport. And I'll tell you what, uh, sometimes at this time of year, flights are cheap. So book your ticket, join us because Ryan will be there just kind of answering your questions and going over the basics. And should you set up your own opportunity zone fund or invest in someone else's? And what, you know, what are the rules around that? We have Tim Horvath coming out who will be talking about how you can have your own fund and invest with some of the affiliates at Real Wealth Network that we're already working with, because every single affiliate of ours has opportunity zones in their area, because these are areas we're already working in, because they're already good for investing. It's been our target anyway, so now there's just an extra bonus. And then we're going to have some people I can't discuss publicly because of SEC rules. So if you want to know about some of the things we're doing, you do have to fill out that investor form. It's an SEC requirement. We need to have a personal relationship with you in order for us to tell you about some of the things we're doing. So the first step is filling out the questionnaire, and then we call and we get to know you, see what you're looking for. And then that qualifies as a personal relationship. <laughs> so we need to do that before the event because you won't be able to attend the second half of the event if you don't do that. All right. Well, once again, Ryan, thank you so much for being here on The Real Wealth Show. It's just always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you want to find out more about that upcoming live event where Ryan will be answering our investors' questions, showing them how to either start their own Opportunity Zone funds or invest in somebody else's, then just go to realwealthnetwork.com and click on the Learn button and you'll see the list of upcoming events. You can also click on archived webinars to get up to speed on how Opportunity Zones work. Either way, I really look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for joining me here on The Real Well Show. I'm Kathy Vedke, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye.